Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and I'm your host, John June. And of course, on this Monday evening, as we recap this week seven that was, I got to have my guy, Greg Penniman, with me. Greg, what's going on, man? Just doing well, doing doing really well. Seven teams, uh, looking like going to be four and three. Getting that win in that league of extraordinary people through the through the bye, by McGeddon over here. Uh, definitely getting it done. That's, a, that's definitely a, another solid week. Um, yeah, got this game tonight. Hopefully, we get some points tonight. We get a, we get a good game tonight because, you know, a lot of injuries uh, leading up to this matchup. So, hopefully, we get a good matchup. Crazy stuff, man. You thought I would have learned my lesson. But, yeah, man, I, the Bipocalypse, the Bimageddon, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> I, I was not immune to it myself. Uh, I had from, you know, Deontay Johnson, Austin Eckler, uh, Amari Cooper, all in the League of Extraordinary People, along with, you know, to my lovely surprise, on 12 p.m. Eastern time, I start hearing rumblings that my tight end Darren Waller might not be playing my Crazy. tight end start of the week Darren Waller might not be playing so uh you know had to adjust on the fly but here I am with a chance I just got to hold off my opponent by 16.34 points in a PPR league with some bonuses for big plays so it's not your typical big PPR league and they've got DK Metcalf and Marquez Callaway so I'm just hoping that this Gucci. rain I'm just hoping this rain can uh can 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 work to my advantage here because I also need 4.42 points from Alex Collins in one of my one of my uh longest in my longest standing league. So definitely need both of those things to happen, and I'm hoping that this rain helps that happen. But not here to talk about all the week seven Monday night miracles because by the time you hear this. The Monday Night Miracle may have already happened or may the time may have, have expired and, you know, we're not going to get it. So got to recap this week seven, man, and starting with the quarterback position. And if if revenge game was a person here, Matthew Stafford finishing as the QB one here, 28 of 41, 334 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions against his former team in the Detroit Lions. 27.16 fantasy points. And what was, Greg, what we talked about in a week where, where games were terrible, you, all yeah. the all the, all of the premium games you thought were going to be good were, were not games at all. And this game, which we talked about, you know, the Detroit Lions getting blown out here, turned out, you know, we talked about it was probably one of the better games of the week. Yeah. I mean, along yeah. with that Sunday night game. So, Greg, what were your thoughts here on the performance by Matthew Stafford, man? Yeah, great, great performance here going against this hard, hard playing Detroit Lions team. Um, you know, he was going to show out. We had him as a QB one, uh, got the three touchdowns, you know, uh, getting a lot of touchdowns up right now and uh, keeping his interception rate very low. You you love it. 41 attempts. That's a season high tie for season high. So you also love that because he's getting it to both then Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. There's, I'm not ranking no one again over Cooper Cup anymore, man. Every week this man is the, the one right now. He's just amazing. I mean, we'll get to him in a little bit, but I, I, I think I say it every week that he's in 
in line to finish as the one or the, as a top two wide receiver essentially. Yep. So, yep. Um, somebody I didn't have finishing in, at this range, but he's been throwing a ball more. He throws a lot of touchdown passes when he does, but this time came with some yardage, man. That's Joe Burrow. Yes, sir. 33 38, 416 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception, 26.6 points in a PPR league. Greg, what were your thoughts here by Joey B, man? Yeah, just throwing him more, a season high, pass attempts for him at 38. Uh, so, you know, if he's going to be throwing a lot like he was last year, he's definitely in play to be a low in QB1, uh, having QB1 upside, got three touchdowns, 416 yards. And on the road against Baltimore was pretty impressive, probably one of the most impressive wins of his young career. Uh, and that helps for the receivers, you know, that all three of them, if they're able to get this this target volume and share at a, with a higher higher count. Yeah, man, just, just a year ago, I feel like – you know, I think you had, if I'm not mistaken, I think you picked Joe Burrow like a start of the week against Baltimore or something last year. And I think it, it, possibly, yeah. Is that the game if, I, if he got hurt or something like that? Yeah. No, he didn't get oh, hurt. No, it then, was not like yeah. a great game. But just fast yeah, forward yeah. a year later, man, and yeah. this guy, Joey B. Joey B, man, goes out and just shreds this Baltimore defense for over 400 yards, three touchdowns. Oh. Phenomenal, man. But uh, gotta love that there. And potentially you know a very competitive nfc north here especially yeah. when you consider the, you know what's happened with the browns over the last few years and and now the Bengals, um and, and obviously what's happening with pittsburgh and potentially the opposite direction but moving on the quarterback three on the week greg your quarterback stream Ooh. of week what rain in this game by the way uh make sure you check the weather as the game as we get closer to those games because you know weather's unpredictable but anyway Tua Tonga Vailoa, 32 of 40, Ooh. 291 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Did also add four carries for 29 yards. Well, look, man, we don't care about the interceptions because, honestly, if, if you're going to throw an interception, just make sure it's a pick six so you can get right back on the field and get some Facts. offense. You know Facts. <laughs> so 26.5 points in this in a PPR league, Greg, finishing as a quarterback three. What were your thoughts here on the performance by Tua? Yeah, I'd love to see it. Um, this is, you know, why I picked him as streamer of the week because he's one, he's playing the matchup, the Atlanta defense. You love to keep attacking it. Had a tough loss, but they were able to get up a lot of points. Uh, 80% completion percentage is excellent. And again, he's getting it to people we want to, Mike Isecki, Waddle. Uh, so it's that's that's what we would love to see. And uh, continued, you know, to a, he's gonna have weeks like this uh, when he's got good matchups. Yeah, man, definitely. And um. You know, finishes one spot ahead of your quarterback start of the week in Aaron Rodgers, who finishes the quarterback four. Uh, Tom Brady coming in as the quarterback five. Jalen Hurts. Yes, sir. Falls into a QB1 <laughs> yes, performance sir. every week. <laughs> finishes as the quarterback six. Um, Lamar Jackson, the quarterback seven. Mac Jones, the quarterback eight. Kyler Murray, the quarterback nine. Carson Wentz, ten. Taylor Heineke, 11. Greg, you called for that come that that uh, comeback game there for Taylor Heineke. And in my quarterback start of the week, Ryan Tannehill, finishing just as the quarterback 12. I blame that one on the Chiefs. Yeah. But Greg, what were your thoughts here of these some of these stud performances by these quarterbacks? Yeah, it's a, a good list here. Some some young guys in there. Uh, definitely like Tannehill's performance. Um, definitely would have been a bigger day if uh, the game was more competitive. Uh, he had most of his points by like the first half. Um, 
yeah, you know, so you love to see it. Tom Brady doing what he got to do again at number 600. Mike Evans almost ruining the day, but it's all good. You, <laughs> it's a good, good job from Tom. Yeah, man. I mean, Tom had, what, three touchdowns by the first half, and he had, like, 19 attempts or something stupid like yeah. that. Uh, Jalen Hurts, by the way. I mean, every week it's the same thing where you're like, oh, there's no, there's no way. There's, like, no way. Like, this is the week where – He's going to get like 10 points or less. But somehow in that fourth quarter, man, all like clockwork. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The man just goes, he's it's like, oh my God, we're down by now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't realize. <laughs> but Jalen Hurts, man, just continuing to uh to get it done, man. Just being a QB1. Yep. I look, this is a roller coaster of a ride. I know that one day it's got to, it can't. One day there's got to be some resistance here, but I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts, man, for sure. Uh, and then Carson Wentz, just, you know, despite the elements, despite yeah. the conditions, just found a way to finish as a as a top 10 quarterback here. And Carson Wentz has been playing well, actually. Yes. Really from a fantasy perspective, he threw one of the worst. I guess they ended up ruling it a fumble. But oh, it was really? One, oh. Yeah. It was one of the worst players I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you saw what he was trying to do, and you're like, don't, don't do that. Don't, uh, uh, you did it. Uh, uh, like, it's so wet. It's so rainy. Like, why we even try? Like, yeah. yeah His yeah. best play was just throwing it downfield and getting past interference calls, honestly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, you know, just a grown a grown man. Um, moving on to the honorable mentions. Uh, well, just throwing out some honorable mentions. Derek Carr, uh, who we, we did talk about. Daniel Jones, who I think we also talked about, too, mm-hmm. is having a bounce-back game. Uh, yep. Matt Ryan, I think you also mentioned, Greg. Uh, so, But after that, it was just a pitfall of the quarterback position. Yeah. Uh, headline by names like Patrick Mahomes. Brutal. Uh, that was, I mean, basically, if you're a Kansas City Chief, you're going to end up on this list. Yeah. Uh, unless you're a tight end, because National Tight End Day. So, all the tight ends balled out. Uh, Dan, uh, well, Dan Arnold. Sam Darnold uh, gets benched mid-game here. I mean, he put uh, up a Dan Arnold performance, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Dan Arnold was on by, so that must, that's pretty bad, too. Uh, Jimmy G, uh, who obviously in the rain, you know, I'm not holding that against him. You know, even though it was my quarterback stream of the week, so don't hold that against me either. Um, Justin Fields, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I mean, Matt Nagy, I'm sorry. Uh, it's been nice doing business with you, but as long as you coach the Brown, uh, the Browns, the Bears, I'm out. Yeah, oh. yeah, gotta be out, gotta be. Any other uh, Jags for you, Greg, at the quarterback position? Uh, no, you've mentioned the majority of them. Yeah, Patty for sure. You know, can't even say with emphasis. You know, just Patty. <laughs> It's just Patrick. It's Patrick, yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to the running back position, man. And the running back won on the week. Mm. Look, maybe he's healthy now. I don't know. But <laughs> DeAndre Swift, Ooh. 13 carries, 48 yards. But this is why we love Swift so much. This We talked about it coming into this season. <laughs> Eight catches on 10 targets, 96 <laughs> receiving yards, and a touchdown here. 28.4 PPR points 
from the man DeAndre Swift. Greg, what were your thoughts here on the performance, man? Bruh, talk about, like, this is one of the worst probably. Like, his running stats are so bad, his rushing stats, and he just who gets it. Who cares? Yeah, who, he just gets it done receiving-wise. It's, that's how you know how good he is as a receiver. Uh, honestly, they just should make him full-time. Like, he's so good. Uh, yeah, he's he's doing what he got to do. Huge play in the beginning of the game. I, I oh, remember right God. there, I had my hands up. I'm like, yes, it's going to be a good day. Swift just, he's attracted to the end zone right now. He's getting hot. Last two, uh, yeah, about two straight games now with a touchdown. Uh, so three straight games actually with a touchdown. So that's really good. His, his, his Swift in the open field is just like yeah. him with anybody one-on-one is just like, yeah, I'm taking Swift. Yeah, I mean, you you know where you heard it first, man. Right here at Fantasy Football Diagnostics, man. That's the Crazy. Buy Swift. Buy Swift. <laughs> buy Swift. That's what we kept saying, man. <laughs> buy Swift. But, you know, maybe you got it, maybe you didn't. Who knows? Maybe. Moving on here, the uh, running back two on the week, Damian Harris getting it done, 14 carries, 106 yards, two touchdowns. Also added two two catches on two targets for seven yards, twenty five point three PPR points here. Greg, what did you think of Damian Harris's performance in this fifty four thirteen trouncing <laughs> of the New York Jets? I don't think you could call it a football game. It was just like one team like curb stomping another team. Yeah, right. Just yeah. like when you got. JJ Taylor getting two touchdowns. Like you guys backups to the backups getting touchdowns. Like, yeah, it was it was in the game. But Damian Harris, he's like the opposite of Swift. He's just an excellent rusher. Uh doing minimal carries, efficient, 14 carries, like only 7.5 yards per attempt. That's really good. Uh yeah. I like Damian Harris as a RB2, strong RB2. Uh don't want to touch any running back other than Damian Harris on the New England Patriots. Uh so yeah, I like to keep Damian Harris rolling. Definitely I think a running back you can go buy too, if he's still the price is right. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, the the next running back has got a spot start here. Probably going to go back to the bench for this mm-hmm. one. But Dearness Johnson, 22 carries, 146 yards and a touchdown. Uh, two catches for 22 yards, 24.8 PPR points. Broke down his performance already. We don't really need to spotlight it here as much. But anything else you want to add to Dearness Johnson? No, no, thank thank you for your service. That's all I got to say. Yeah, thank you for your services. <laughs> Nick Chubb's already been announced, expected to play week eight. We appreciate you, brother. Got people into the playoffs with that win. If you got, if they, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. Goes a long way. Um, the RB4 on the week, Brandon Bolden. The RB5, Khalil Herbert. Well, Greg, you, you talked about it. So kudos to you there. Jonathan Taylor finishes the RB6. Ooh. Miles Gaskin, seven. Javante Williams, eight. Leonard Fournette, nine. Kenyon Drake, 10. Elijah Mitchell, 11. Derek Henry tying with Michael Carter for the RB12 spot. Greg, any of these top 12 performances stuck out to you? Uh, of course, seeing JT in there again is just amazing. JT. Uh, 18 carries. We're we're getting up there, you know. That's season high for him. So we're close. Oh, ooh, yes, sir. CJT. CJT. <laughs> Got a season high 18 carries. So uh, I like that. You know, let's just one more game. Let's get it to 20 next game. You know, you are playing Derrick Henry. Season gotta, high 21 touches. Okay, I like that though. Season high 21 touches, getting those targets too. But uh, next year, next game I need to see 20 carries, man. You got you playing Tennessee. 
playing King Henry like on the other side of the floor of the field, you you got to show what you got. The JT, the future, the future King Henry. That's how you know basketball is back. Word, word. Ball is life. Khalil Herbert coming in as the RB5, like you had talked about it, you know, um, he's going to be involved. The Bears want to run the ball, so that's what they're going to do. Elijah Mitchell is somebody that I know I spoke about. uh, I was speaking from the heart as an Elijah Mitchell manager (laughs) in our league. (laughs) He ran very well. Ran very well. No, he he did run well. you know, so when we had talked about what his role could be, uh, Michael Carter, too, uh, you know, was a sleeper for me coming into the year with somebody I actually had written about with, with Jets Press talking about how coming out of the bye week, you know, rookies out of the bye. There it is. Fail us, has not failed us thus far. Uh, so definitely uh, looking to more performances like that, potentially. Uh, honorable mention, I'm going to throw out one uh, Devontae Booker stepped yep. in. Well, had that nice performance that we were kind of expecting last week. Um, Greg, any other honorable mentions? I remember you mentioning that's how it always is. When a a starter comes in, you think you're going (laughs) to do well that first week. It doesn't happen. It always happens that second week. So that's good. That's what's up. Uh, James Conner still finding his way as a top 30 running back every week. Um, He's been excellent value for uh, managers that got him. Um, And, yeah, uh, that's about it. Yeah, and then going on to some Jags, um, Daryl Williams, not not a good name, not a good week if your name was Daryl, because Daryl Henderson ends up on this list as we yep. as well. Uh, Aaron Jones, which you know I think this is comes with the territory of yeah. roster. Yeah. Aaron Jones, uh, Antonio Gibson, uh, yeah, uh, and then Chuba Hubbard, man, who. I know somebody I was all over coming into this week. You know, he was almost the start of the week for me, mm-hmm. uh, but did not have a performance. And it just irks me when when Matt Rule says things like last week. Oh, like, we want to run the ball. Oh, we want to run the ball, <laughs> right? And then this week he comes out saying, oh, I wish we ran the ball more. <laughs> yeah, I, wish we I wish we stuck with the run game a little bit more. And it's like, bro, aren't you the head coach? Like, yeah. can't you just – you can tell Joe Brady and tell, tell Joe Brady, like, yeah. hey, bro, I want to run the ball. The Giants don't have a really great run defense. Let's run it. That game was you three know? to five for a long time. So they were. it's not like they were getting blown out to the fourth. So they should have been running the ball. Crazy stuff, man. Uh, Greg, any other running backs that, you know, might have broke your heart or broken the hearts of some of the, our listeners this weekend? Um. Could have wished Damian Williams had a better maybe game. I mean, maybe coming off of COVID and Khalil Herbert doing well, but the the carries and the touches all went to Khalil Herbert. So I mean, that's good for Khalil Herbert managers for sure. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the next matchup here, uh, wide receivers or not wide say matchup. I'm in matchup zone already. Moving on to the next position here, wide receivers. The one was the number one wide receiver on a week. We talked about it earlier. Cooper Cup, ten catches, thirteen targets, 156 yards, two touchdowns, 37.6 PPR points Oof. on the day. I mean, look, I feel bad because I don't, I don't have any Cooper Cup, but Not like, <laughs> like uh. Craig, you know how much I love me some Cooper Cup. I know, Cup. I know. It's a I'm happy for all the people that have listened over the years and actually do have themselves some Cooper Cup. I'm happy for y'all. 
Uh, you know what? We should have known because one of one of the managers in our league of extraordinary people, Rob, has Cooper Cup on his yep. team. There you go. Known. Rob known. has Cooper Cup. This is Cooper Cup season. Yep. Uh, but Greg, what were your thoughts on the performance here about Cooper Cup? Yeah, you gotta love it. Uh, I mean, I, I'm happy that you took Devonte first and get money. I mean, that forced me to take Cooper Cup, and it got me got me that win for sure. Uh, another. 13 over 10 plus targets all his games over 10 plus targets first game with 10 receptions so that's even better like i see no reason why this shouldn't should continue he's going to get close to 10 touchdowns over 10 touchdowns he's going to get close to 15 this year he's he's on pace for monster numbers yeah i'm trying to see if i could pull up the pace the pace now for cooper cup but he's having a phenomenal season and like the quarterback upgrade definitely has to help some uh, but the fact that he's healthy too, right? Like Cooper yeah. Cup has been a guy, he's dealt with injuries. Like there, he was on a pace like this, similar, uh, you know, a few years ago yep. when he was the number two wide receiver in fantasy. Um, but as of right now, through seven games, he has 809 receiving yards uh, to go along with nine touchdowns. His 16 game pace would be 1,849 receiving <laughs> yards. <laughs> and 21 touchdowns so i think he can do it <laughs> no we'll oh. honestly have to see we'll have to see i mean teams are gonna have to you know start paying attention i, I mean i think I they mean, would yeah but imagine that they've been got band scoring touchdowns you got robert I mean, scoring. it's hard to you know the talk. number my favorite cooper my favorite number about cooper cup though is no less than 10 targets in any game this season yep Gotta love that, man. You have to that's love that. That's a phenomenal number. You gotta love that. So for wide receiver, like that's just beautiful consistency. Beautiful. So uh the number one wide receiver on the week, man. Uh the number two wide receiver on the week might be making an Ooh. argument for one of the best wide receivers in the league today. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's not rookie, a rookie. Jamar <laughs> Chase. Ten targets, eight catches, two hundred and one receiving yards, and a touchdown there. Thirty-four point one PPR points. I mean, I wish that I never let that garbage about him not being able to catch a football pollute my brain, because uh, <laughs> I have zero Jamar Chase outside of dynasty leagues. Greg, what are your thoughts here on Jamar Chase, man? He's just a, a big play machine, man. He is a instant big play. Every time Burrow throws him, seems to be a huge big play. Like his yards per target were twenty point one yesterday. Uh like he is getting down the field, uh making plays and even on slant routes, make breaking tackles and everything. Like he has ascended to he's in wide receiver he's a wide receiver one, no matter like every week. I have to rank him as such every week and he's definitely the uh, wide receiver to own. We knew that probably a couple weeks ago, but yeah, he's he's a monster. Yeah, man, it's crazy, too, because one of the first things I realized, you know, when I was going back and watching Jamar Chase at LSU, the only word I could use to describe him was like that. He's like a he's a he's a bull. like He's a bull. Like and like yards after catch, um, you know, his ability to run away from people, make people miss in space. But for like seven weeks or six weeks through the NFL season, you hadn't seen that really. What you did see was him beating people over the top yep. and running people. But, like, I think we just really saw the first glimpse of, like, no, this dude is a dog. Like, he's a dog. And I actually had tweeted it out last week because you, there was a Joe Mixon touchdown last week where he 
he like embarrasses the defensive back like down the field and you're just like that's that's a mentality like this dude is not your typical like oh give me the ball like I want the ball 13 times like nah this dude is a dog and so you gotta love that and I love receivers like that so Jamar Chase uh Greg I know you have I feel like you've invented the term buying high just by you know, letting it slip sometimes, but yo, I mean, Jamar Chase is somebody like I would spend. Yeah, 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 yeah. you got to. He's he's one of those like, names. He's like week, like these win you weeks. Yep, got so, two hundred one yards on eight eight on eight receptions. That's ridiculous. Crazy. Uh, the wide receiver three on a week, man. We knew one of these guys would finish up here with the with the news of Antonio Brown being out. Uh, Mike Evans, ten targets, six catches. 76 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns, one of which was the 600 touchdown that he gave away uh, to a fan, uh, but they were able to get it back. 31.6 PPR <laughs> points. Greg, what are, your th- what are your thoughts on the performance by Mike Evans here? Yeah, Mike Evans having a sneaky, solid, very solid year for a strong wide receiver to get you this top five performance, top three performance here. Uh, yeah, this is a monster game win. He's going to be using the red zone like this. Uh, Tom Brady got him to him on the deep pass. He, like, fell sh- short of the goal line. Tom Brady went right back to him the next play uh, in the red zone. So, yeah, you got to love that. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see. When all these guys are here, they're going to perform as wide receiver twos. I still like A.B. as the number one when he's when uh, they're all three healthy. But uh, this is a great performance, Mike Evans. Yeah, man, Mike Evans is, you know, he's – He's going to be the wide receiver, too, on this team. Like I like we talked about, A.B. is the one. But Mike Evans is always going to have that opportunity, that touchdown upside that yeah. like other guys just don't have Yeah. Uh, because of his just pure size. Um, but Mike Evans right now is on pace for 1,100 receiving yards and 16 touchdowns. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so not having a bad season, I would say. Uh, but rounding out this top 12 here, A.J. Brown comes in at four. Terry McLaurin, which I believe you called that, Greg, coming yes, in as a wide receiver five. Chris Godwin did come in as a wide receiver six. Uh, Debo Samuel, seven. Michael Pittman, eight. Mm. Devontae Adams comes in at nine. Hollywood Brown comes in at 10. DeAndre Hopkins got that tutty, 11. And Khalif Raymond, not the not the Detroit Lions receiver I thought we would see, but Khalif Raymond comes up here as finishing as a wide receiver twelve. Uh, which any of these performances stuck out to you, Greg? Uh, gotta love AJ Brown being back as you know in, in that wide receiver one season uh, spot there. Michael Pittman again doing what he's got to do. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's gonna be banged up all year, so I, Pittman's gonna be that number one guy. Keep continue to roll with him. Uh, yeah, and Devontae Adams with a, a good week as well. Um, you like a lot of these names. I don't mention my man Alan Lazard getting it done. Yes. Alan Lazard did get it done, uh, as did Russell Gage, man. Came in, yep. Coming in as a top 15 wide receiver, I did not even know he was back and playing, so that was interesting to see. And then Christian Kirk also getting it done as well. Um, and then moving on to some Jags, man. Got a couple wide receiver starts this week on here. DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley. Um, Two guys that I was like pretty adamant about this week, and Allen yeah. Robinson and Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown with the goose egg too, like that was not that. Trust me, oh that hurt because I was yeah yo, that yeah. Hurt. It's tough to trust one of that that Detroit receiver that's gonna 
hit who you don't really like Lee Raymond and Amon have been like switching back and forth now at this at this point. So I just want Swift and Hawk, baby. <laughs> Swift Swift and Hawk, man. Swift and Hawk. And then Darnell Mooney also did not get it done. I mean, yeah. Allen Robinson for sure, I think. I mean, here's the thing though, right? Like <laughs> I was thinking about it, right? Like Allen Robinson, cause you drop him because it's like, oh, cause he you're not you're now you're in a situation. You're not talking about starting sitting Allen Robinson. You're talking about dropping Allen Robinson. Yep. It's like Absolutely. that's the point where we're at right now. Yep. So the question is with this trade deadline approaching, like do you do you is it November second again? Yeah, I believe so, November second. So like I think that in and of itself might be worth holding out for a trade, yeah. yeah. For a trade. But I don't know. There hasn't been any rumors, but again, things happen very quickly. Uh it doesn't take that long. So I'm I'd be I'd be curious to see if it does happen because yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Something we'll have to continue to to think about. But uh, yeah. any other Jags stuck out for you, Greg, at the wide receiver position? Uh, no, that's pretty much. I mean, Henry Ruggs and Brandon Cooks probably, but you know that happens. Yeah, it does. Um, moving on to the tight end position. The number one tight end of the week. I'm pretty sure everyone had this one down. <laughs> CJ Uzama. Three catches, three targets, 91 yards, and two touchdowns. It was good for 24.1 PPR points here. Greg, what were your thoughts on this performance by CJ Uzoma? Yeah, second huge day of the year. I mean, he's got five total touchdowns, right? Uh, receiving touchdowns so far. Uh, Joe Burrow seems to like using him, um, especially in the red zone. But he, he got a big play himself. Uh, so, if you're in desperation for for a tight end, uh, CJ Uzama is definitely in play. Yeah, you know what? I'm mad I didn't discuss him some more because he, he uh, you know, the matchup was good here for him True. against Baltimore, but he just wasn't seeing that much work. Yeah. But, uh, you know, definitely something to consider going forward. Somebody I know we did talk about, though, the tight end two on the week, Kyle Pitts, seven catches on eight targets. 163 Ooh. receiving Ooh. yards, 23.3 PPR points on a day. Greg, what were your thoughts here on the performance by Kyle Pitts? Yeah, the, the wide receiver Kyle Pitts playing tight end. Uh, you got to love it here. I mean, he's just taking off right now. Uh, back-to-back 100-yard games, 163 yards. Like, that's just beautiful yardage. Not touchdown dependent as a tight end, which is – that's everything you want to ask for for a tight end. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's going to take off. He, he's going to finish, like, one of those top five finishes throughout the year after this season. Yeah, I mean, he's got 27 targets through his last three games uh, on the season. <laughs> Kyle Pitts is on pace for 1,256 receiving yards. He's a rookie tight end. Like these, these are not rookie tight end numbers, man. Like it's nobody's done that. Nobody, nobody's doing what he's doing right now. Like he is more no. receiving yards. Yeah, it's crazy. 500 yeah. is like, oh, you had a really good year. Like he's got 471. <laughs> yeah. There's six games. Hey man, you, again, you know where I heard it first from your man John June right there. Here, yes sir. <laughs> It's crazy. Um, and I got the receipts. I said Kyle Pitts is Kyle Pitts will have a thousand yards receiving. Like it's almost it's not unbelievable that to say that he would do that. Season's not over yet, but we'll see what happens. Obviously, we don't get them all right. But another one I know I got right though is Mike Gusecki. 
The tight end yes, three. <laughs> Seven catches on eight targets, 85 receiving yards, and a touchdown there. 21.5 PPR points. Greg, what were your thoughts here on the performance here by Mike Gusecki? Yeah, Gusecki and Tua have found that chemistry is a lock. There's no reason to doubt it anymore. Keep starting up Mike Gusecki as a high-end tight end one. Uh, his jump ball touchdown was amazing. Like, he he's so athletic for his tight end position. Uh, yeah, he he's a, a kind of a sneaky wide receiver, too, because he only plays in the slot. So, like, he's he's out there running like Cooper Cup. No, man, and that's why we love Mike Gusecki, because he is just a, a big slot receiver. Same reason we love Kyle Pitts, because he's just a big outside receiver. But Mike Gusecki yep. gets the slot down, and you know Tua loves to throw the ball five to six yards within the line <laughs> of scrimmage. So you got to love those slot receivers there, Jalen Waddle, Mike Kosecki, Miles Gaskin. They're just all different types of slot receivers, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, the tight end four in a week. Can I just take credit for this? Foster Moreau, like yeah. the Las Vegas Raider tight yeah. end. Like I could take credit for this one, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, for it sure. should be Darren Waller. <laughs> uh, Robert Tunyon, uh, the tight end five on the week. Welcome back, brother. I, you don't, We don't know how long you're staying, but we understand that you, you know, you've let you come passing by. Hey, man, uh, everyone, Zach, everyone gets it against Washington, man. Everyone can eat. <laughs> hey, man, National Tight End Day. Yeah. All the true. tight ends can eat. True, true, true. Uh, Zach Ertz found his new home and has adapted very quickly. The tight end six, Travis Kelsey seven, Dallas Goddard eight. Look at that. Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz can coexist in the tight, top 12. <laughs> Just not on the same team. Nope, nope. Mo Alley Cox, your tight end stream of the week, comes in at nine. Ricky Seals-Jones, your tight end start of the week, coming in at 10. TJ Hawkinson coming in at 11. Michael Pruitt coming in at 12. Can I just say something? Two weeks ago, when Kyle Pitts went on by, in one of my leagues, I was trying to flip TJ Hawkinson for Kyle Pitts. Mm. Couldn't get it done, though. Wow. Wow. I'm surprised. I was trying to TJ Hawk and something else to get Kyle Pitts, but they wouldn't do it. Well, I mean, he must have known. He knew. He knew. <laughs> that he did, man. That he did. Uh, Greg, any of these tight end performances stuck out to you? Uh, of course, my streaming week, Mo Ellie Cox coming through, Ricky Seals-Jones, both of them finishes tight end ones. Uh, glad that the stock is split between Ertz and Goddard, so now they can both thrive. That's that's awesome to see. Um, yeah. Uh, Hunter Henry, again, continuing to to get give value for you as a, a, a good tight end. Yeah, I just don't like the touchdown thing. Yeah. Two weeks yeah. in a row it's on touchdowns. And if he doesn't have those touchdowns, we're talking true, about true, like true. four points. Yeah, yeah. But I do acknowledge him. Uh, Evan Ingram, honorable mention. I'll throw him out there. I had a had true, a decent true. day there. Uh, Noah Fant is going to get a JAG designation this week, though. Uh, not showing up really there. Um, and then in terms of uh, some some injuries there, this week, um, actually got to pull this up. Um, but we know that obviously no one's really gonna care, but I'm gonna say it anyway because I I need to to buying some time here before I pull up the injuries. But Zach Wilson is out two to four weeks with the PCL injury, so got to be mindful of how that impacts Corey Davis and and the other options that are not really there in the in the jets they don't exist mm-hmm. so um <laughs> <laughs> trey trey lance 
is also, you know, he's dealing with that knee injury, of course. So be mindful of how that impacts, you know, Kyle Shanahan's decision-making next week because Kyle Shanahan was asked if Jimmy Garoppolo would be the starter, and he said he guesses, which doesn't make sense to me because Kyle is the head coach. So if anybody knows, it's him, right? Right, Uh, Yeah, nah, yeah. I'm just shaking my head like, why do you got to do that to him? Like, at least say we'll take it week by week or something. Because, Greg, none of us us know if we'll even be alive tomorrow. (laughs) I guess. You oh, remember when man. you said that one? Nah, I mean, oh man, he had a rough year, yo. He had a rough <laughs> year. <laughs> All right, we got to Oh, Devontae, to too. Team. Yes, on the COVID list. Who? Oh, Devontae yes. Adams. News that came out today. I was like, why is there no in- injury news? Devontae Adams ends up on the COVID list. Uh, so he will most likely be out on Thursday. COVID is not, a th- COVID is not done, guys. We talked nope. about this. Uh, I mean, for your own benefit, be careful, but also be mindful of how this, you know, this is still a thing that could ruin your fantasy team. So uh, have some depth, plan accordingly. Hopefully you have some IR spots for some people that do have COVID. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, from we'll just move on from there. But, Greg, let's jump into – oh, before, before even that, I got to – let y'all know the bye week's coming up because we passed by apocalypse this we week. We did, we did. Only, only we two are, this week. This is like, this is like a two. This is a very mini <laughs> bye, right? It's like a two-team <laughs> bye week. Baltimore Ravens, Las Vegas Raiders. Love it, love uh, it. So it's it's almost like a, a full week again. Then we yeah. got four, another four teams and another four teams and two teams, two teams, four teams, four teams, and then we're done with the byes after week fourteen. But Vegas Raiders, Baltimore Ravens on by Greg. Oh, Josh Jacobs is dealing with a chest injury. Kenyon Drake worked as the starting running back for in his absence. As they head into the bye, have to see how that situation goes. Greg, what running backs might you be looking to add potentially this week? Guys like Josh Jacobs. Uh, and Kenyon Drake and the Baltimore Ravens backfield on by. So with those people on by, I mean, you know, another injury that came up, Miles Sanders pop up, uh, you know, late in that Why game. Why is this not here? Yeah, Miles Sanders popped yeah. up with a physical injury, so he he uh, definitely is going to miss some time there. Yeah, we, we we'll take it. I think day by day. I think reports are coming out that is. I think he survived a little scare, so we like. Uh, good news there, but if he can't go, Kenneth Gainwell, of course, uh, he came in right away, uh, kind of got all the target work, especially he got eight targets in relief uh, of, you know, when Miles Sanders got hurt. He's only 21% rostered, uh, so he's I think he's probably the first guy I'm going to go grab uh, for help going against Detroit next week. You know, we love to attack Detroit uh, rush defense, so uh, Kenneth Gainwell's up there for me. Uh, Samaje P. Ryan is also, I think, going to have value. Mostly because of the matchup next week. Cincinnati plays the Jets next week. Uh, Joe Mixon is going to have a lot of work. The backups of the backups. Other backups might have a lot of work as well. So Samaje P. Ryan, only 7% rostered, uh, will be in play. And for deeper leagues, if Miles Sanders can't go, Boston Scott was finally used in some capacity. Um, so if, you, if you're running back desperate in a deeper league, Boston Scott's the, the probably also can help you out with that, especially if you're a Miles Sanders, Sanders manager. Uh, again, I'm not touching that P. 
Patriots running back situation behind Damian Harris. So Brandon Bowden, you don't know if he's going to be inactive next week. Uh, the only thing I could do if you're really desperate on Sunday morning, whoever's active behind Damian Harris, you can probably add him and maybe maybe spot start. I mean, spot play them. But uh, Damian Harris is the running back to trust in, in this offense for sure. Yeah, and if Miles Gaskin was somehow dropped in your league, I think he'd probably be somebody yeah. to add yeah. as well because, you know, Ma- Malcolm Brown was sent to the injured reserve here. So, you know, it opens up some more opportunities for Miles Gaskin and Salvin Ahmed. Greg, what about wide receivers? Wide receivers, top guy on the list, uh, Michael Gallup. He's 40% rostered. Uh, he's. Apparently, you know, he's got reports of him being back at practice uh, going against Minnesota this week. Um, they took him off of IR. They have two weeks to play him, though. So, you're not, you know, not for sure that he's going to play this week. But uh, a guy that when he was uh, in on that first game got seven targets, uh, you know, they would like to use a high passing value offense. I think they can sustain three receivers uh, and Dalton Schultz. So we just got to see how that is going to adjust with Dalton Schultz and Michael Gallup, who's going to be kind of there at that third pass catcher, because that could be a relevant player in the Cowboys offense. And then I'm going to go with Darius Slayton. He's only 15% rostered uh, with all the injuries that, you know, the Giants face every week. Uh, he's one of the healthy ones. He got a lot of work uh, this week, got nine targets, five, 63 uh, going against Kansas city next week in a good matchup. So yeah, I like Darius Slayton as well. Nice. Nice. What about tight end? You know, is there anybody there, the Mark Andrews manager, the Darren Waller manager that we could be looking to add here at tight end? Uh, yeah, the only one I could think of is uh, CJ Uzama. Um, you know, he's out there. He's 19% rostered. They play the Jets, so a good matchup. Uh, and he's being used as far as not as far as a high target share, but he's getting used as far as tar- touchdowns. Um, that's one of the better ways to kind of, you know, try to get a tight end to use uh, for that week. Um, if you, you know, you're going to get a one, someone that's going to get a touchdown. He's got five touchdowns in his last four games. So he's definitely getting uh, up there in that, in that, in that zone. What about quarterback? Quarterback is a lot of options this week, actually. Uh, one, Carson Wentz, he's 37% rostered. They play Tennessee this week. Uh, Tennessee did play one of their best defensive games. I mean, or it was just the Chiefs, but I need to see it again. Tennessee's not very good defensively. Uh, I think I like Carson Wentz in this matchup. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, 20% rostered, but they play the Washington football team. The worst team against quarterbacks uh, is the reason why I picked Aaron Rodgers and I started the week. Uh, a lot of people can put up yards against this team. So Teddy Bridgewater is a guy you can go get. Daniel Jones, he's 28% rostered, had his bounce back week uh, going against Kansas City. Uh, so there will be some opportunities for him uh, to make plays. And Tyrod Taylor, he's uh, 4% rostered. If you're in deeper leagues, uh, could be a QB2 in, uh, in most weeks coming back off an of injury. Uh, if you're desperate for a tight end, especially in two quarterbacks leagues, Tyrod Taylor uh, should be a name. Also, um, I understand that there's obviously a legal situation that needs to play out, but be mindful that a Deshaun Watson trade could happen. Uh, could happen. Poss- it's possible. Rapper Boy said it. Yeah, it could happen. It's so you know they're throwing out names like Carolina, Miami, and so you know if it's if you have the roster spot, if you have the availability to do it, maybe doesn't hurt to 
Adam as like an you know the last spot on your bench, but yeah, just throwing it out there. But with that being said, y'all, we will cut it here. Uh, hopefully, by the time y'all heard this, Alex Collins got four point four two. Yes, sir. And um, Marcus Calloway plus DK Metcalf less sign less than signed sixteen point three four. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, but that's what I need. But I'm, what I need y'all to do is subscribe to the show, subscribe to the podcast, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, whichever, however you may be listening, or whether you're watching on YouTube. Hit subscribe, hit the notification bell, go follow Greg on Twitter at gmoney underscore truth. Go follow him on Instagram at we underscore made it. Follow me at JRFootballNerd. Follow the show at FFDiagnostics. We will catch y'all on. Well, it'll be Wednesday for us. And when we break down the Thursday night football as the Arizona Cardinals, I believe, take on the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, man. Hopefully Devontae can make that game, man. Just a quick turnaround. Don't think he's going to make it, but... (laughs) If you added Alan Lazard this week, don't drop him. <laughs> Alan Lazard, the lizard yes, man, sir. Yes, sir. lives on. So <laughs> until next time, y'all, we love you. We appreciate y'all. And we are out of here. Peace. Yeah.